When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So I want to take some time to talk about the two major themes that I'm seeing right now in the precious metals markets in terms of what's driving the price. I'll be talking about uh, some currencies here, Fed policy, things like that. That's kind of the first thing. And the second one is is what we can glean from the commitment of traders, the, the paper market. You know, I, I had a, a Ted Butler on very recently, and I, and I think he had some very interesting things to say about where JP Morgan is, is positioning themselves right now in the silver market. And and of course, we know that the paper market, the COMEX, that's where the price of silver ultimately is is set. And so it's important to look at, at what those traders are doing. And so I see, you know, really two big themes. And, and, and you know, we're, really, we have to ask ourselves, you know, is one going to drive the other? Is, is, is one going to kind of tell us where the other one is going? And, and I'll explain that a little bit later on in this video. It's exactly what I mean by that. But we'll start off with this chart. And, and for those of you that are listening in podcast format, I'm sorry, I got charts for you and, and maybe I'll try and describe it for you. But but this is, you know, two lines here. In the red here, we have the price of, of silver. I put gold up here as well, but I know you guys care about silver. So I have silver up here. This is a three-month chart. And then blue up here is the Chinese yuan dollar exchange rate. And and, and the reason I put it up here, um, inverted, you know, usually what I have is, is the inversion of this chart, right? U.S. dollars to yuan. And, and it goes up instead, right? And and that kind of shows how many dollars, or sorry, how many yuan there are per dollar. So this is basically how many dollars per yuan. And the reason that I inverted it here for you is to show you just how how good of a predictor you know, the yuan has been for, for how silver is gonna do. If, if I put gold up here, you might even see, maybe I'll do that for you. Uh, you might even see a better correlation because uh, I think gold has a tighter correlation to the yuan than, than silver does, and because silver, you know, Correlates with gold, but but you know, indirectly, it's kind of correlated with with yuan. You know, I had somebody on the other day, I talked about how this is this is just BS, right? That that, that the yuan has nothing to do with silver, and that you know it, it's not the yuan weakness that that is driving the silver or gold market. It's it's the dollar strength, right? And that makes sense and all, except you know this is a three month chart, and if I bring up the, and we'll, we'll use a DXY. I could use a Bloomberg, but we we'll use the DXI index, the dollar index. Uh, this to tells a totally different story. Right, and I'll make this maybe a little bit darker for you guys. Uh, the the dollar index doesn't always correlate that to you know all that well with with silver, right? So so as you'd see, you know, in some cases you see the, the dollar index spike here, and, and you see silver go down, right? Um, but it's not, you know, I'm not seeing the same type of correlation here as I do with with yuan. So again, I, I still continue to say silver is indirectly correlated with yuan because yuan is so tightly correlated with, with gold. I'm not saying they're pegging the currency. I don't know the full reason behind this, but I know that it's happening. Okay. And, and I know that this has happened in the past with the yen or the euro. So I think it's important to watch this. And so, you know, that's kind of the one major theme right now is, is currencies, uh, both emerging markets as well as yuan and how that's driving the price of silver. So, so I have another chart here for you to, to kind of drive that point home. This is a, a couple different currencies and, and kind of a different story here. Uh, this is just the, the black line here is, is the opposite. Uh, this is US dollars to yuan here. So it's just the inverted 
version of the last line I showed you. So that's what I have it bolded here because I think I see it as the most important. But you also have in green the Bra the Brazilian real and in kind of pur purple or whatever here, you have the Argentine peso, which has been really blowing out as of late, major devaluation. And then in blue here, you have the um, Turkish lira. Okay, so, so I'll make this maybe year to date to kind of show you this full story here. Uh, so this is... I think a major theme, currencies and, and how emerging market currencies, which I would or maybe wouldn't consider China and their yuan, one of emerging of the emerging market currencies. But, you know, basically, this is leading to dollar strength, right? The, the, the big story here is that this is leading to dollar strength. Part of it is is caused by dollar strength and a dollar shortage in the first place. But I think this is a big driver of what is sending silver and gold down uh, the yuan as well as some other emerging market currencies as well uh, and, and and maybe some of what you're seeing in these currencies is being reflected in the yuan as well and so we have to ask ourselves you know what's next for these currencies and i think to answer that question we have to we have to first answer you know what's causing them to make this move in the first place and you know i already said it kind of i think it has to do with the dollar a dollar shortage an expensive dollar to lend in a lot of these economies that depend on foreign funding, basically, whether it's euros or dollars or whatever, they depend on that to, to sustain their economy, right, to, to build debt, basically. And, and when you have a strengthening dollar plus a dollar shortage, which is more expensive to lend, you, you have economies that are faltering. And, and I know this seems unrelated to silver and gold. I'll bring it full circle here because this is important to talk about to, to relate this to, to where silver and gold are going next, okay? And so I see that, that, that two major things here in the United States, there's other ones as well, for instance, Turkey, Argentina, they have their own fiscal and, and political issues, okay, we should not discount those. Same goes for, for South Africa or Brazil or, or, or um, China, right, all those countries have their own political issues. But I think that the, the fact that they're all moving in the same direction tells this is more than just a, a coincidence, okay, that, that it's just political things. This is a currency thing. And I think one of the major driving forces of that is the Federal Reserve and their quantitative tightening, as well as them raising interest rates. Those two things combined along with, I've talked about this in the past, so I'm not going to summarize it all, but that along with, with the U.S. government issuing more and more debt, thus soaking up more and more dollars, is why this is happening, okay? And so so for those of you that are that are asking about, you know, when is silver and gold really going to move up, you know, I'd say one, at least along this line of thinking, there's going to be reversal of Fed policy before you see a significant move of silver and gold uh, to the upside, right? Because this right here, this theme is going to continue. This emerging market crisis is going to continue, I think, until the Fed lets up. Sure, you're, you're going to have relief on a weekly basis, you know, a couple of days here and there, maybe a full month. But the long-term trend here, I think, is going to continue until you see a reversal from the Fed, until they start quantitative easing again, or at least stop quantitative tightening, until they, they lower interest rates again. Um, and, and, and I think that's what we really have to look for, for when this trend reverses. And so uh, on this line of thinking, you know, if you want to know when silver is going to go up, I've said it for a while now, the next big catalyst is when will the Fed start to signal that, hey, this tightening cycle is going to be abbreviated and we're going to we're going to flip it around pretty quickly here. Okay, that's something to look for. Now, we have to ask ourselves, when is that going to happen? Well, that kind of brings me into the next part here. This is the commitment of traders report. And, and again, this is kind of what I was talking to uh, about with with uh, Ted Butler the other day. And so, so basically, you have the price of silver here, and then you have the various traders and, and their positions down here. So, so basically, what you have right here, which is is very interesting, 
um, if you focus on this one. You have the blue, which is is small speculators. We won't worry too much about that. You have the the green, which is which is um, large speculators. A lot of that is managed money. Uh, I think he called them technical funds, hedge funds, etc., like that. And then right here, you have the commercial speculators. So bullion banks. I mean, you could say J.P. Morgan, basically, they're the chief of, of the commercial speculators here in the Commitment of Traders report. And what we have right now is that, that hedges are actually short, which is not something that happens very often. Okay, this is a one-year chart, but if you if I blew this up to a, to a five-year chart, it's not very often that hedges are, are short silver, right? That They were short once. Uh, I think this is looks like the end of last year. They were, they were very short. I don't know if they actually went short late last year, but they went short um, earlier this year in April. But other than that, you know, they've mostly been long, right? Uh, you'd have to go quite quite a quite a ways back before you find a period in which the hedges are are short. Well, well, they are short right now, and commercials are, you know, we'll have a new one out today, so I don't even know what the exact data is here. I think they're still slightly short, um, but th that's definitely a, tre a trend that is changing. Even from from June, they've been selling their short positions and, and buying, you know, long positions. And so what he's talking about basically is, is that JP Morgan is, is in an excellent position to let the silver market run essentially that because they, they're, um, they're, they're basically no longer have much of a short position that they're, they're set up perfectly to, to benefit off of the silver price going much, much higher. And so really, and, and, and again, it's a great interview if you want to watch it, but really this can take two forms. Okay. Either a, and this is, there's only two ways that this can go, and this is kind of self-explanatory. But, but really, the two things that J.P. Morgan could do right now in the short term, the next six months, is either a do the same thing they did beginning in April around that period of time when they were essentially no longer short or just barely short, and hedges were short. They can go short again. They can build a huge short position. They maybe can force silver down some more, and they can they can lure the hedges into going long again, and they can keep this going for a little bit longer, or else. They can go long, and, and if J.P. Morgan goes long, or at least removes their short position, they have their inherent long position in their physical metal, a huge hoard of physical metal, and then silver is going much, much higher. And so, really, I mean, I, I, this is important. Price setting is here is important, but I, I somehow I'm doubtful that silver can go crazy to, to twenty dollars. And I think that'd be a good start. Okay, benchmark. Can silver go to twenty dollars? while this business is still going on the emerging market crisis um and, and and relative you know dollar strength i'm i'm not so certain on that i mean can can silver rise i don't know 30% 40% while the dollar stays steady or drops 5% or, or rises 5% i i don't know i don't know and and that's not to discount any of this what i'm saying here is that either a we're going to see, I think, and, and maybe I'm going out on a limb here, but either A, we're going to see JP Morgan go short again, okay? Silver stays in the same trading range. Maybe it goes a little lower, a little bit higher, but, but not a huge move in either direction. I don't think so. I don't think it has a whole lot lower to go. Uh, maybe over the short term, maybe it could go lower. But And and if that happens, then I think we're going to see this continue for, for a time being, uh, uh, continuing spreading of this emerging market crisis, spreading into to more developed economies, develop, uh, China. Canada, Australia, the European Union, eventually the United States, Japan, South Korea, all those, you know, and and 
and the Fed, they're, you know, the big catalyst for silver, they're going to continue to kind of do what they've been doing and, and continue tightening monetary policy for, you know, another six months or, or something like that. Okay, that's that's option A. Or option B, if, if JP Morgan is in such a great position, it's going to take a while for them to, to really maybe fully position themselves to be perfect for, to, to let this market soar, maybe another month or two, I don't know. Um, then then I, I don't know, I, I, I would tend to think that that means more dollar weakness, that this problem might be alleviated, and, and that the big catalyst for this being kind of fixed for the time being, uh, not fully, they're, they're still in a world of trouble, I'm sure, and and um, for, for silver to head higher and the dollar to head lower is going to be the Fed, you know, loosening their monetary policy, which would mean, you know, in, in theory, that there has to be something huge that happens between now and then, right? The Fed needs a catalyst. They can't just all of a sudden have a meeting one day and say, um, I, I know we haven't talked about this yet, and I know we've been talking about tightening for a long time now, but we're going to start the printing presses up again, right? Totally reverse quantitative tightening and, and, and lower their interest rates, interest rates again. Uh, no, I mean, that's, I think there's got to be an event, right? There's got to be a catalyst. Now, is it emerging markets spreading further and further? And, and I think very well could be the case because, again, I don't see this trend stopping anytime soon as long as the Fed continues to tighten. Right. So, yeah, maybe it's going to spread. Maybe maybe we're going to see more pressure in places like like uh, China. Um, you know, Italy is, is already in some issues, uh, having some issues. Maybe the European banking sector as a whole and eventually spread to the United States. And then the Fed says, hey, you know, wow, we didn't see this coming, um, even though people have been talking about it for months now. And, and we're going to start loosening monetary policy again. And so I would tend to think that that loosening, which would send the dollar down, would coincide with these currencies strengthening relative to the dollar, not a ton, but, but, you know, some strength and maybe some, some relief from the pain in these markets for the time being, and maybe not all of them, you know, places like Turkey or something. And, and then that would have to coincide with JP Morgan uh, going long silver and, and that silver would be heading much, much higher. But, you know, it, it's really a, a question of, of what's going to happen throughout the, the rest of this year. Is there going to be a big event that causes the Fed to, to loosen policy and, and, and send the dollar lower and send silver higher, which JP Morgan would benefit hugely off of. Or do we have to wait another, you know, six months? Is JP Morgan gonna gonna make some some more money, maybe accumulate some more silver in the meantime? Um, that silver is gonna be trading sideways, down a bit, up a bit, you know, in the whole scheme of things, not a huge change. And this emerging market crisis is only gonna continue to spread, and and the Fed's Fed's gonna continue to tighten. You know, that's really the two themes that I'm seeing right now. That's that's kind of where I see things heading next. So you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this video down below in the comment section. Um, what 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 do you think of this yuan, silver, and gold uh, correlation? Commitment to traders report. What do you think of the interview I did yesterday with uh, Ted Butler, and and his? Uh, I published it yesterday. I'll be publishing this video tomorrow. Um, so I'll be actually just published the video prior to to recording this right now. But but what did you think of the video? And, uh, and his thoughts on, on J.P. Morgan's position in the silver market. As always, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video, and God bless.